0: Gig. are you sitting comfortably then let's begin yeah pressing record helps pressing
1: record does help this is shame because that was a really good episode and now i have to redo the whole yeah thing.
0: the whole five seconds that we recorded before no no keep, play,
1: keep, play with the bit go with, go with the bit
0: <sighs> yes we did such a good episode it was
1: it was amazing Mind you'd blowing. have laughed you'd have cried yeah it have changed your life yeah um um, now you're
0: stuck with this shite.
1: Yeah, now you've got take two. No, oh, you, you man. Really. Um, as you can probably tell from both of our voices, it's Lurgy season once again, because it's cold.
0: I'm hoping mine's cat allergy. I'm um, hoping I'm, hoping I'm not sick, well, I'm just bunged up, I've been around cats. It just
1: seems possible it could be either.
0: I've been around cats, I've cuddled them, i played with them, yep. and now I sound like this.
1: Yeah. this is what always happens. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe you have not caught the same thing I had.
0: I don't know, we'll see it's a fun game where we find out if we're sick or not
1: (laughs) lurgy bingo lurgy lottery really isn't it
0: anyway by this time this episode comes out which is next weekend we should be lurgy free
1: that is hopeful yeah anyway what a nice spin to put on that
0: I'm going to go there and say Merry Christmas everyone it's
1: December December, so so yeah and
0: what a shocker our next two episodes are going to be Christmas themed yeah because why not it would be a bit <clears throat> <coughs> sorry <coughs> i actually thought you were putting that on no
1: nope.
0: yeah there we go i saved it
1: i saved it by ringing the the jingly bells we Ra- had rain- next raining to the desk.
0: in the, the raining in the morning bells
1: yes it's it's not quite the morning anymore, da, da, but that doesn't
0: matter. Da, 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 da.
1: <laughs> That is terrifying. Are we doing that song? Because that is terrifying.
2: We're
0: not doing that song, no. I honestly
1: find that quite scary and, it like, is, and sinister.
0: Yeah, it's a, as you started singing it, I was like, oh, that's quite a spooky song. I, I
1: don't know what the actual words are, but it always sounded threatening, like I mean, some, something bad is incoming.
0: The lyrics are like, Christmas is here, give oh, us a cheer or something, it.
1: I really got the the wrong answer. It just always sounded like a harbinger of something yeah. coming from up high, but... Not nicely. Yeah, it, like, it, like, could, like the maybe, Mary, the image Mary, it strikes to is like Vikings are, you know Viking yeah. death that kind of thing.
0: Merry Merry Christmas. Maybe, but it's a bit like was it in the Family Guy? Oh no, and here comes <laughs> Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. <laughs> 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 anyway, I don't think it's a scary. It's all right. It's something. still less
1: scary than simply having a wonderful Christmas. Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, God no. Um, we are indeed doing a Christmas song this episode. Yes. Um, yeah yeah and it is fucking terrifying
1: yeah i'm uh, this is not a christmas song i'd heard before and i wouldn't think it's a christmas song to hear from it but i've had, I I've had it to mix is it indeed
0: but... sung all over the country um lovely all in you know crack carol services yeah yeah um and i'm going to introduce it i've not done this before with an extract from a book i like that culture uh, So I'll read the extract and then you play the song, okay? Okay. Um, This is from The Children of Green Know. Now, my mother loved these book series and she read them to me as a child and they are wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to reread them at some point. Okay. Um, So yeah, if anyone's a fan of The Children of Green Know or The Ghosts of Green Know or The Chimneys of Green Know, there are many different books. Ah. Um, So these books um, and this particular section is referenced in the 1954 book, The Children of Green Know in which a young boy, Tolly, goes to stay with his great-grandmother for Christmas. In her house, which is 900 years old, he witnesses the ghosts of earlier generations of the family, especially those of the children.
1: That sounds quite nice.
0: This comes from an extract which is set on Christmas Eve. Very seasonal. Yeah. Are you ready? Absolutely. As they rested there, tired and dreamy and content, he thought he heard the rocking horse gently moving, but the sound came from Mrs Oldnose's room, which opened out of the music room. A woman's voice began to sing, very softly, a cradle song that Tolly had learnt and dearly loved.
2: Lulee, lulee, thy little tiny child Bye-bye, lulee, lulee. Lulilulay, thy little tiny child, bye bye, lulilulay. Who is it? He
0: whispered. It's the grandmother rocking in the cradle. Said Mrs. Oldknow, her eyes were full of tears. Why are you crying, Granny? It's lovely. It is lovely, said his grandmother, only it was such a long time ago. I don't know why that should be sad, but it sometimes seems so. The singing began again. Granny, whispered Tolly again, with his arms through hers. Whose cradle is it? Linnet is as big as me. My darling, this voice is much older than that. I hardly know whose it is. I heard it once before, at Christmas. It was queer to hear the baby's sleepy whimper, only in the next room, and now so long ago. Come, we'll sing it too, said Mrs Oldno, going to the spinet. She played, but it was Tolly that sang alone, while, four hundred years ago, a baby went to
2: sleep. Lully Charged he had this day His man of might In his own sight All young children to slay That woe is me Poor child for thee
0: clean pants still
1: got clean pants might have wet eyes
2: soon
0: (laughs) yeah this is not a subject um yeah there's got to be no banter and laughing actually with this subject because this is quite a tough one just to warn you this is quite a few trigger warnings here um this is a very serious very dark subject because whether you or not you believe in nativity and god what this represents is something quite dark and really sinister so just a warning there um how much do you know about the nativity? Obviously, we all do it at school and we all... Um,
1: yeah, not really thought about it since school. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who I played in the nativities, if I'm honest. I got to everyone be Mary. Else, everyone else seems to be really sort of, oh, I played so-and-so, I was the donkey. I don't I don't really remember any I
0: of it. I was Angel Gabriel one year and Mary oh, yeah? the next. Uh, nice. So I did all the lead parts. Ooh. Um, one part of the nativity they don't tend to put in um, in school uh, plays is that story of King Herod? Do you know much about King Herod? No,
1: not well. I'm sure I did at one point, but honestly, it's it's kind of fallen away.
0: Right. Okay. So, if you were to listen to this song, the Coventry Carol, as it's called, yeah. Okay. Um, you probably, if you didn't really listen to the lyrics, you'd probably think you were listening to a lovely, gentle lullaby. Wouldn't you? Um,
1: really? I uh, might. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> I might. However, I feel like there's um a much less pleasant thing about it like they're not saying go to sleep sleep they're saying you've died
0: well so so (laughs) this carol is all about the slaughter of the innocents which comes from the 16th century the carol itself okay the song is imagining the mothers of bethlehem singing to their babies urging them to be still be still my little child this was because the unwilling soldiers of King Herod were on their way under orders to murder any male baby under the age of two in the land in the hopes of eliminating his competitor, Jesus Christ.
1: Right, okay, yes, that guy.
0: And I did I did vaguely know of this story, so yeah, there was this This idea, is ringing bells. It's this idea that King Herod had heard Jesus was to be born. Yeah. And was so furious that there was another king coming basically <laughs> that he decided to kill every male child under the age of 2 which is you know, a
1: fair balanced response yeah that's a uh...
0: absolutely horrific um I've got a few bible quotes here so bear with me I find the bible quite hard to read so yeah I'll have to do a few takes but yeah
1: all there. right I'll a f- note to future me get ready <laughs>
0: The Gospel of Matthew tells how the Magi visit Jerusalem to seek guidance as to where the King of Jews is to be born. King Herod directs them to Bethlehem and asks them to return to him and report this baby's whereabouts. But the Magi are warned in a dream that Herod wishes to find the child and kill him, so they do not report back to him. Okay. Matthew continues. When Herod realised he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were under two years old in accordance with the time and what he had learned from the Magi. This is followed by a reference in quotation from the book of Jeremiah. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they were no more. Traditionally, the children lost are remembered on the 28th of December, which is known as the Feast of the Holy Innocents. Oh, okay. Their okay. stories are not found in any other Gospels. It is not mentioned either by the works of Nicholas Damas, who was a close friend of Herod's. Neither is it in the works of the Antiquities of the Jews, this text records many of Herod's misdeeds, including the murder of his own three sons. Quote, it is better to be Herod's pig than to be his son. He really didn't want anyone else to be king. No, it is, well. Yeah. It's commonly thought that folklore, in fact, inspired the tale of Herod's massacre.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's thought that the story is actually mod- modelled on a biblical story from the book of Exodus, where the Pharaoh attempts to kill the children of Israel.
1: It did sound a little familiar. Yeah. Okay.
0: The story uh, tells that the Pharaoh kills all the Hebrew children after his scribes warn him of his impending threat to the crown, which is connected to the story of Moses. Yeah. That's Moses going down the river in the basket, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's the one. Red Sea parting,
1: all of that. Yep. All of that stuff.
0: Uh, Moses' mother and father are warned in a dream that their child is in grave danger and they act to save his life. So that's him putting him in the basket and putting him down the river, isn't it? And then he comes back and brings all the juice home doesn't yes my knowledge isn't great but that sounds about right yeah most believe that the slaughter of the innocents is fictitious however it's undeniable that there have been far too many times in history when young children have fallen victim to senseless war and politics they also lose their lives to poverty famine starvation so perhaps the innocents in this story didn't really die but there are plenty that have since like that's why the song is very important, I think, because yeah. it's it's a representation of how dark life can be. Do you know what I mean?
1: Unfortunately, for infants, and still is to this day around the world, isn't it? Which is why all the charity drives come around this time of year.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you see all the, you know, not nice. Help a child to Christmas. But, uh, no, not at all. But the song. I mean, the song is so beautiful. Yes, but it's so uh sinister and creepy at the same time. Oh, it's absolutely creepy. Um I was talking to my mum about this. She said, Oh it's not paranormal. And I was like, Yeah, but it's horrific. Isn't yes. it? Yeah. It is horrific. Um so I hope I've done it justice because I'm not a I'm not a Christian. I hope I read the Bible quotes correctly and as respectfully as I could. Um yeah, so yeah, I think you probably. i was thinking fine. there's there's nothing more horrific <laughs> than than this, really, and of course it is connected to Christmas. Um, what yeah. a strange thing to say! I know it's all horrific
1: and it's connected to Christmas. I
2: know.
0: I don't know. It's weird. But I, I I it just suddenly popped into my head. I was walking the other day, so I was thinking, oh, I need to start thinking of a song for the next episode. And then...
1: Really good choice of song. Yeah. Um, Sorry if it's been a bit heavy, guys. A yeah, bit, bit of a down one there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. I promise the next episode will be a bit more cheerful. Yeah. Well, uh, you know,
0: we're, we're we're moving away from um poor, you know, uh, poor children. Now we're moving away from that. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. And it's it's very sad, but it's interesting, and I think it's good to know these things sometimes. Yeah. Um. Oh yes, and if you are not aware of the Lucy Boston Green notebooks, then please give them a read because they are wonderful. All right. Uh, for my quotation from the yes, start. Yes. Yeah. The, um, when, you, when you began. Yeah. 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 Okay. And of course, as I said, the song isn't technically paranormal, but it's so wrapped up in ghosts and paranormal and, you know, the spirits of children. It's still and horror. The, it's, yeah, it is It is very deeply connected to paranormal, in my opinion. So um, there we have it. Um, right. Moving moving away from that. Okay. Um, okay. We're going to have some stories. And okay.
1: Are these Are these a bit more cheerful?
0: Well, I mean it's it's a horror podcast so they're not cheerful okay. but it's all it's right. not as it's not as deep dark and depressing as what we've just had okay um i'm going to explore now of course um that's a green no uh, extract um f- was kind of all about the uh the old tradition of telling ghost stories at christmas absolutely you know? it felt like that the victorian um the Victorian tradition of that, and it's sadly kind of lost these days. People don't really do it anymore, which is a uh, shame.
1: I, I think it's morphed. I think I do think you're right. It's not as foregrounded. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely still there. Like if if back in the days when we had cable TV in the house, mm. the horror channel on Christmas Day. Brilliant. Yeah. Honestly, they, they they pull out all the stops. And I assume they still do.
0: I'm talking more people um, gathering round as a family and telling ghost stories.
1: Yeah, you're right. That, we, that probably is less of we they,
0: We actually have started to do it a bit in my family the last few years. My mum actually writes a story yeah. and reads it all to us. And my sister gets uh, very scared and has to leave the room.
1: Well, that's good. But also, I'd say BBC tends to always put on something horror. Yeah, yeah. Mo- no, just what No, they do.
0: They, they do. And they, they don't they they, quite
1: well at maintaining this kind of thread. They do Christmas for things.
0: a ghost story for Christmas. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking family sitting round... Yeah. telling each other verbally stories yeah which used to be a part of christmas in the victorian times i believe as much as opening presents and eating turkey or a uh, goose or whatever it was back in those days yeah so i think it's a real shame so i've got a couple of stories that would have been told around the fire on christmas eve that's what the tradition that was good. that sounds good that's what the tradition was yeah. um are you ready
1: very much so
0: okay so let's begin this first story is Murder on Paradise Street and it comes from Birmingham in 1884. Birmingham. Birmingham. We go. And you were going
1: to get so far without doing an accent. Birmingham. I'm not, I'm not going to do the
0: whole story in a Birmingham accent. Can you imagine? Oh,
1: God, that'd be awful. With a blocked nose as <laughs> even well. It's even
0: worse than my American accent. All <laughs> right, here we go. Yeah. Our first tale focuses around the White Hart pub located in Birmingham on Paradise Street. It stood near to the town hall before redevelopment took place in the 1960s. Back in 1884, the inn was owned and ran by Emily and Thomas Palmer. They also owned several other taverns around the area. The Palmers were known to be reliable, respectable and friendly. Therefore, it was no surprise that the incidents of the 27th of December 1884 both stunned and devastated the local community. Emily had a close friend named Harriet. She was Emily's most trustworthy, most loyal companion, and she was married to a man named Henry Kimberley. Although they'd been married for 17 years, the relationship had become strained and difficult. Harriet became more and more unhappy within her marriage and finally confided in her best friend that she wanted to leave Henry. With the support of her friends, Harriet divorced him and a court settlement was put in place for the couple's possessions. Harriet got the house and most of the belongings. Henry got £20 and a piano.
1: Old choice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe unsu- he was a bit of a pianist. Uh,
0: yeah. I, ugh, that was very good, Vince. Hold on. Unsurprisingly, Henry felt that he got the raw end of the deal. Mm. not only that he was stinging with indignity over his wife's rejection he was determined to win her back he began to follow Harriet bombard her with letters in which he begged for her to return but it was to no avail no matter how relentless he was Harriet was just not interested quite um, good yeah quite uh, modern thinking in those times that she got the house she got everything she told him it was over no good for her However.
1: (laughs) Is that the aspect that's supposed to be a ghost story? The scary scary story for husbands?
0: Yeah, that's it. Okay. Husband being put on this place. (laughs) That's it. The end. Enjoy (laughs) it? On the 27th of December, Harriet visited her friend Emily for a Christmas drink and a catch-up and he said a Christmas (laughs) piss-up. I mean, it it, it was really. I assume it could have been. They met, of course, in the White Hart Inn. Naturally, it was definitely a piss-up. It wasn't much later when the doors of the inn burst open to admit a somewhat drunk and bedraggled Henry. (sniffs) He spied his ex-wife and her friend immediately and staggered over to them. Once more, he begged Harriet to come back to him. Yet again, she refused. He flew into a deep, dark rage. Before anyone could react, he'd reached into his coat and pulled out a revolver. At point blank range, he shot his wife through the head. She crumpled to the floor, blood gushing from her fresh wound. Emily fell and cradled her friend, desperately trying to revive her. Then Henry shot her too, through the chest. Only then the barman decided to step in and detain Henry before he could do any more damage.
1: You say only then, but it does sound like that happened in quite quick succession. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you. I don't know. I wasn't there. No, no. It seemed that the bullet had only grazed Harriet, so she survived the ordeal. However, tragically, it was too late for Emily, and she died three days later. Henry was found guilty of the crime, and on the 17th of March the following year, he was hanged by the neck at Winston Green Prison. He was the first person to be hanged in Birmingham for 79 years. Oh. Just before the white cap was placed upon him, he exclaimed... God have mercy on my soul. At Emily's funeral, thousands of people lined the streets. Three years later, her husband Thomas passed away and was buried with her. Until 2015, the location of the White Hart was occupied by a small run of shops and restaurants known as Fletcher's Walk. Within the arcade, the dark and dishevelled apparition of Henry Kimberley has been spotted, desperately pacing, frantically searching for Harriet. (laughs) in 2017 Fletcher's walk was demolished to make way for a brand new development so far Henry's ghost has not been spotted perhaps his soul is finally laid to rest although I hope bloody not dickhead (laughs) so yeah he's just doomed to wander forever hopefully searching for his wife
1: and it happened near enough Christmas
0: 27th of December there you go that's Christmas absolutely it's not so much like I mean, both of these are set around Christmas, but it's more that like these are the kind of stories that would have been told Absolutely, around the fire. Yeah. You know, so imagine if you like lived in Birmingham, like near that place, and you be like, "Oh," and you know, if you go there, on the, you know, yeah. you might see, yeah. you know. Um. So this next one, and it's our last one, is called "The Girl in the Road," and this comes from Somerset. Somerset.
1: I knew you were going to do it as well. How
0: can, you, can you not? It Especially, I've been watching "I'm Celebrity" with um Josie Gibson on it. Is
1: she from Bristol?
0: Exactly, but it's okay, similar, yeah, it isn't is it? Come yeah, on, yeah, it's yeah, similar. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that's that's my ear is not so attuned that I can't, yeah, okay. you know, um, Somerset, eighteen forty-seven. I actually thought it was quite good.
1: It was, it was better than you, Bromi. Actually,
0: again, I'm not going to do the entire thing. If Somerset. <laughs> <laughs> um, right here we go. Harsh winter conditions often make country roads impassable. As we found out last night, trying to drive through the fog,
1: <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't impossible. No, but you're but right. It was, that pretty, was...
0: Uh, pretty, hairy at times. It's a bit it? more, bit more. I
1: found It's bit... very
0: cold here at the moment. Um, We've not had snow yet, but if you know, it's getting there. And we were driving somewhere last night, country roads, thick fog, uh, country it's roads. Atmospheric, really. Country roads almost did not take us home. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, where am I? Yeah, make the roads impassable, especially back in the old days. Yes. This was also where highwaymen liked to roam and plunder, making travel dangerous for carts, stagecoaches, and even those travelling by foot. No highwaymen last night. No, no, thankfully. Many people couldn't afford the luxury of transportation, so were forced to walk for miles to reach their destination. Back in these times, superstition was common, and many people would refuse to set out after sunset, for fear they might run into an unholy spirit, It's also just dangerous. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: (laughs) The most avid of walkers at the time were the local clergymen. In 1847, preacher Thomas Taylor March began his journey from West Chinook to Crooken. This was a journey of roughly four miles. Okay. The night was bitingly cold and the snow had just started to fall softly all around Thomas. Shivering and keen to get home, Thomas increased his pace, huddling deep down into his coat. Suddenly, peering through the snow, he saw the figure of a girl sitting in the middle of the road. She was only a young woman, and she sat in the snow as if it was the most natural thing to do in the world. (laughs) Of course, Thomas was confused. He remembered the encounter well, and we have a quote from him here. Lovely. She was wearing a loose white dress. She was engaged, combing her hair on the right side of her head with her face turned to the left. I slowly approached her, paused, and explained that she had chosen a sinister birth. I'm guessing birth means something else. Place to stop. Receiving no response, I bade her good night and continued on. I walked a little further, then looked back. She was still in the same place, still combing her hair. My first thought was that she came from a party of young people celebrating a feast of cheer and that she was a very silly lark.
1: (laughs) She's pissed. pissed. (laughs) That's a really, really (laughs) eloquent way to say I think she was a bit hammered. I like that, I like that. Well done, Mr clergyman.
0: I liberated myself for not rendering assistance when I got home. I related the circumstances to my wife. I spoke to many in the neighbourhood who thought all that it was simply a practical joke. I'm going to start calling you a silly lark when you get drunk. Oh. Such a silly lark, Vince. <laughs> that does make it sound quite fun. <laughs> I like that. Should we go larking? Dear? Yes, you let's know. go larking. <laughs> oh yes.
1: Oh, episode title. Let's yeah, go larking. Go. Given the previous stories, maybe not.
0: Well, you know, let's see. What Thomas did not know was that 19 years earlier, another person had witnessed the exact same apparition. He recalls. Afraid to face the figure any longer, I told myself away at the top of my speed, which I did not relax until fairly out of breath. As I ploughed through the slush, I heard the woman's wailing voice borne along by the boisterous wind.
2: (coughs) Oh, why does he not come?
0: (laughs) (coughs) It emerged that there was indeed a story behind this. Many years before, Ellen, the daughter of a local farmer, was arranged to marry at Christmas time. However, a month or so before the wedding, tragedy had struck. Her fiancé, Harry Gill, had been thrown from his horse and killed. This devastating news had driven Ellen to insanity. Her lifeless body was soon found in a pool of water. She was dressed in a white nightdress, and gripped in her white dead fingers was a wooden comb. Okay. The end.
1: We've gone on quite the emotional roller coaster in this last we half hour. We have, haven't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the kind of tales they would have told. Blamfire, and I imagine they, they, they would, were had weird it, back they then, would have right? had a laugh and done silly accents and silly voices. Of course, they would have done. I think
1: so. Are well, people used to tell stories all for the rest of human history? Really? If yeah. you think about it, films and TV are really just telling stories of but they with are. pictures. Of course they so are. So it's, it's you know it's a bit weird.
0: Something really charming about just hearing. Someone tell you a story just from their, you there, you know, just sitting yes. there telling you a story. Especially if it's like someone you love. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is a nice thing to share.
0: So, yeah, I don't. Um, we're about to delve into our main Christmas episode. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do. It's obviously going to be a film, but I don't know if we'll have more Christmas stories or I find something What well, We did Krampus last year, didn't we? We did. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. But, you know, just picture maybe, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, maybe take some time on Christmas Eve. If you've got a fire or, you know, a nice warm room to be in, maybe have a seat, sit around with your family if that's what you do and tell some ghost stories.
1: Worst thing to do? It's a nice
0: thing to do and tell you. It gets creepy. And funny. Especially if you have, like, the lights low and just have the, you know, maybe some candlelight or some low lights or something. I don't know. It's It gets creepy and it gets atmospheric. <laughs> you know?
1: There you go. Some life advice there You're from welcome. Alice.
0: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> Turns out we've all been celebrating Christmas wrong until yeah,
0: now. Uh, yeah, guys. God. <laughs> um, Is I'm... it windy
1: up there on your pedestal? Oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> it's very snotty, i tell you that. <laughs> but not like not as in like, I think I'm better than everyone else. Snotty as in like, I am snotty. In yeah, my, we, in we my, know. In we my know. face. We're both snotty. In my face.
1: In your face.
0: In your face, Vince.
1: Yeah. It is in my face as well.
0: Um yeah. So by the time this comes out it'll be like mid November. And it won't be in our face? Mid November. Mid December. Mid
1: December. Mid December. You had most of the syllables right.
0: I did. But yeah. Um it's very cold. Hopefully it's gonna warm up. Um that'll be nice. But yeah, we'll be back with another Christmas episode yeah. in two weeks. one more to come. It'll be like the twenty third, it'll be just before just before the big day. It'll be a nice
1: just slightly early present to open.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hope you're having a good festive season guys or whatever it is you celebrate hope it, your Christmas shopping is going well yeah I'm really on it this year hope you
1: haven't lost Wanageddon yet
0: oh man oh I've not heard it yet
1: I mean well actually there's we had some friends over a couple of weeks ago and you played but it's still November that was in November so I don't know if it still counts I think it November. probably doesn't that doesn't count so we might be okay yep. we might have not lost Wanageddon already we'll keep you updated guys
0: mm-hmm. yeah cool <laughs> I think um, oh we've had a couple of listener stories come in we Oh, I know.
1: Okay. Okay. So, in the
0: new year, hopefully, we can do a, uh, anyone else who's got um, a, a true life paranormal story that happened to them, or you know of one that so happened we're almost, to them. Some... We've
1: got almost an episode already. We do. So, Great, please, okay.
0: please send them in. Um, we haven't been able to do a listener story for years because I know we've got people listening. I know we've got lovely, well, loyal do... listeners, yeah. but um, we don't hear from you guys very much. It's usually just like my mum. So, uh... <laughs> um, yeah
1: if you've been on the fence, now is your and time. The
0: occasional sort of uh, like bolster from another paranormal podcast going, go on, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, give us a shout. Um, you can get in contact with us at ghostgiguk at gmail.com That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Or the best way um, otherwise is Instagram. Find us yep. on Instagram. Give Absolutely. me a message. It's me you're speaking to by the way.
1: Yeah, my new phone doesn't I need to get mm-hmm. the in, back into it from my new phone. Yeah. I'll it's, get there.
0: It's me you talk to if you get on there. Um, cool. Well, It might be me in future. A very merry early Christmas to everyone everyone. everyone or happy holidays or whatever it is you celebrate and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. Goodbye.